this is Train by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth. And we are at the Passover. The Passover has a lot of different elements. So I hope that if you ever get the opportunity to do one that is set up like the Jewish Passover and goes through all the various elements that that does, that you take that opportunity. It's a wonderful thing to do and explains some of what occurs here. Um, and there's parts of the mark that don't tell us certain things. For example, he doesn't tell you when Judas leaves. Um, he doesn't tell you a whole lot of things. So there's this is a bare bones <clears throat> explanation in some ways. Does explain to a certain extent the upper room. So interesting what he chooses to emphasize and not emphasize um, in this. And we're not going to get into the section where the Lord's Supper is, is instituted tonight. So anyway, I'm going to invite David and Hattie along so we have a good, lively conversation about this. And I pray that the Holy Spirit uses this to help touch your heart and bring these bring these events alive for you well hi david howdy hi hattie hi what are we talking about tonight well we're talking about the passover oh we talked about that when 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 the death angel passed over them in egypt yeah we haven't done that story in exodus we should go back and do that sometime. But for the sake of right now, we won't do that. But you guys got a pretty good understanding of that yesterday. Yeah, I think we got a good understanding of it. So they're sitting, getting ready for the Passover meal because it come to that point. And we're in uh, Mark. We are in chapter 14. We're starting in verse 12. And it says, And on the first day of unleavened bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, Where will you have us go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. And wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished and ready there prepare for us. And the disciples set out and went to the city and found it just as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover. And when it was evening, he came with the twelve. Wow, that sounds like a lot of preparation. Well, it's interesting because it seems to me that there's there has been some preparation that the disciples didn't know about. The other thing is, is that what we don't understand here is that it's very unusual for a man to be carrying the water. Usually, women did that. So this is a this this is 
it hedges on whose household this was, but it was it was kind of an unusual household in that they didn't have a woman servant who would be carrying the water. But nevertheless, that's what happened. And he he sends those two disciples and they prepare the Passover. And when it was evening, so we don't know what Jesus did that day beyond them preparing, he came with the twelve. And as they were reclining at table and eating, Jesus said, Truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. Now, there was a couple of reasons why Jesus says it exactly like that. First of all, if somebody knew there was an enemy among them, they would not eat with them. It was against everything in their culture to eat with an enemy. Wouldn't happen. Number two, this is the night of Passover. So if somebody was going to betray him and was sitting at that table, they were going to head out into the night. And that was a dangerous thing. It would have been dangerous the first Passover. It was a dangerous thing tonight. And on the night that Jesus is having this Passover meal, um, for other reasons, because there would have been another influence that was present. So Jesus is just saying something very unusual is going to happen here. One of you is going to betray me. And they began to be sorrowful. And to say to him one after another, is it I? Because they couldn't imagine who it could be. They really didn't have a clue. Is it I? Even in the other Gospels, which explain in more detail that Judas leaves, they still don't think that he left for a malicious purpose. It just doesn't cross their minds. Um, and so each one of them is humble here. Each one of them realizes that they have faults and they have, they have waffled and they have washed one way or the other. But they, they don't want to be that one. He said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the dish with me. For the Son of Man goes as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Yeah, that's pretty stern. Well, Jesus is telling him. Jesus is telling Judas, even then, don't do this. It is going to happen as it is written. And you're going to do this. But I'm going to tell you right now, there are consequences to what you're doing. That once, once this starts rolling, there's no way to roll those consequences back. And so he warns him, even here, what line he is going to cross when this happens. Wow. Jesus loved and loves everybody. He does. He does love everybody. And he didn't want, I mean, this is somebody who spent a good amount of time 
with, talked to, warned, tried to teach, tried to turn, did not listen. Just didn't listen. And chose the enemy. And I think there's an important lesson here because there are people who say, well, God sends people to hell. Judas chose the enemy. So there are, people are given choices. They may not understand that the choices are there. They may be so hard of heart that it never takes root. Just like we were talking with all the seeds in the sower, right? Right, exactly. And with Judas, even though he had been doused with seed, he had been doused with the word of God from the day one of his discipleship with Jesus. It is written that didn't change the word of God, that the son of man was going to be betrayed by a friend. Wow. So, even though Jesus loves us, it doesn't change our choice. If we choose to reject Jesus, then he's not going to override that. No, he gives us all a choice. And when we choose the enemy, that's just a sad choice. It's true. It's true. And... Judas really didn't fully understand that part of the consequence of that choice, which becomes obvious later. Wow. It would be hard to sit there and eat with somebody who was your enemy. It would have been very hard. It would have been very hard, especially as... You got to know them, especially as you see the signs when you know it's coming. Jesus knew. Jesus knew it was coming. Not just because he was God in the flesh, but because he was the flesh who saw it. He saw the signs. So that would have been very hard. Especially, like I said, in that culture, you just didn't do that. You did not do that. So for him to make that exception was truly exceptional. Wow. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you came to this earth and you knew you were going to be betrayed. You knew you were going to die. I can't imagine coming to earth knowing that. You were going to die betrayed and crucified. And yet you did. For the joy of our salvation, you did. And even though you'd spent all this time investing in Judas and trying to warn him, and warning him even now in the passage that we read tonight, what his consequences were, he just refused to listen. He refused to listen. Lord, open our ears. Open our hearts. Help us to be soft in your presence. Help us to listen. 
to what you have to say and help us to realize that your word is never wrong. Your words don't pass away. So there had to be a betrayer. And it ended up Judas. But you still reached out to him and loved him anyway. It's just amazing. And it teaches us how to treat our enemies and treat those who betray us and despitefully use us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us. In your precious name, to you be the kingdom and the glory and the power and the honor forever and ever. Amen and amen. 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 Bye, guys. Next time we're going to be talking about the Last Supper and how special that is in relationship to the rest of the dinner that they already had. Well, that'll be exciting. That will be, it will be interesting. It is interesting. All right, see you later. See you later. Bye. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this segment of Train by Grace too, and realize that Jesus loves you. And there's only one betrayer. Judas already took that job. He already took that fall. You, nobody else has to. So, um, reach out if you need to, uh, to train by grace too. It's all one word at gmail.com. God loves you and you are one of his excellencies. Proclaim his excellencies today. God bless you. So what is the next step? If you've heard this podcast, I appreciate you and would love to hear from you. There's a couple of options. Number one, listening adds value to this podcast and making this podcast. Um, Number two, you can subscribe to this podcast. If you want to know more about that, email me at trainbygrace2 at gmail.com. I'll be happy to set you up with that. Number three, Um, it gives you an opportunity to ask questions if you need a Bible, if you need resources. Also, send me an email, trainedbygrace2 at gmail.com, all one word, um, all lowercase, and again, subject line podcast, and write in what you need. I hope that you have the resources you need or this sparks your interest. You may have some resources closer. Praise God for that. Um, But I hope this helps enrich your life and, and helps you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. For the glory of God the Father and by the leading of the Holy Spirit. God loves you. God bless you.